that's just a quick word from us here at World of Wally. Um, we are always looking for support from our listeners to help continue our purpose, continue our drive, continue our mission. Uh, here at World of Wally, we strive to provide top-notch, compelling content that appeals to all ages and backgrounds. We do approach the podcast as a vehicle to deliver this information in a way that everyone, even the common man or common woman, feels that content speaks directly to them. We can only continue to provide thought-provoking and engaging conversations and guests with your help and your support. World of Wally is nothing without you, the listener, and your support. Thank you from all of us here at World of Wally. If you want to become part of our journey here as this project continues, uh, find out more at our Patreon link uh, at www.patreon.com front slash World of Wally. Uh, you also will be able to find it in the episode notes of each episode throughout season two. Like I said, guys, we couldn't do it without you. We don't want to do it without you. So anything you can do to help, we appreciate it. And as always, guys, Wally out. Hey guys, this is William. Welcome back to the show, World of Wally. Uh, today's guest that I have is the gentleman named Mr. Dale Niehaus. Um, he got his start. Uh, he was just like a, a just a regular guy, just an everyday guy, and um, he realized that he had some voice talents. Uh, he was able to do some impressions and uh, some voiceover type stuff. Um, he ended up um, having conversations with himself that friends and family noticed and said, "Hey, you're really good at this." and so he uh, decided to pursue that. Uh, he, Like I said, he got his start as a voice actor, but now he does quite a bit of stuff. He has all type of different acting endeavors. Um, he's one of the funniest guys that I had an opportunity to uh, have chats with uh, during the, this season. Um, he, did, he does some actual uh, voice work later on in the interview that absolutely had me in stitches. Um, he goes by Dale A. Niehaus, because his father actually is Dale Niehaus, and uh, he, he he actually mentions it in the interview, but he had to put the A in it, because when people were looking him up on social media and, and other outlets, that uh, his father's information was coming up, so he had to throw the Dale A Niehaus in there. Um, he goes by the, uh, this is kind of like his his mantra, or his, uh, his, his life verse of sorts. He says, life is too short to not be doing what makes you happy, so start living which is an absolute, um, that's that's just brilliant. I told him, uh, we actually talked about that offset, uh, not during the actual conversation part. And, um, you know, that's, I told him, I said, man, I, I gravitate to that. Uh, I echo that sentiment. Uh, that's why I started this podcast. I wanted to kind of branch out and do some stuff that I'd always wanted to do, was always a little too afraid to do. So, like I said, he and I, we had an outstanding conversation, and uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. We're going to talk a little bit, like like I said, we're going to talk a little bit after the break about his, how he got started. We're going to talk about how he's kind of branched out from voice work into some other stuff. So hang in there, guys. And after the break, my guest, Mr. Dale A. Niehaus. Hey, guys, this is William here at World of Wally. Just want to talk about a partner that we picked up for season two. It's FNX Fit. They are a nutrition and supplement company. Uh, everything that they produce is made in the USA. So we are made in the USA proud here at World of Wally. So we wanted to partner with these guys. 
you will be able to go to the link that will be in the episode description. Um, it's fnx.grsm.io front slash world of Wally. And you'll be able to use this discount code FNX7DFQ at checkout. And by doing that, and by using that exclusive link, you're going to receive 15% off your purchase. And you can reuse that link and that code to get that deal every time you visit the site. And remember, guys, World of Wally appreciates their listeners, appreciates their fans, appreciates their followers and their subscribers. And that's why we partnered with these guys, because they have the same outlook that we do. It's all about helping people. All right, guys, my guest is with us today, Mr. Dale Niehaus. He is, like I said in the opener, he is a voice actor, but he also does all types of acting. Dale, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm actually doing good on a Friday night in uh, southern Oklahoma. I'm doing good. How? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the acting part, but tell us a little bit about you. Who is Dale? Who is Dale? Well, you know, uh, many times in my life I've had to actually question and ask myself that more times than I can probably count. Um, well, let's see. I can start off a little bit about my personal life. Um, I am... How old am I now? 39. Okay. I have to think about that. Um, 39 years old. Uh, I was born and raised in southern Indiana. Um, my mom, in fact, my whole family still lives in there. Uh, my parents, and I'm actually named after my dad, which is kind of cool. Um, but let's see. I have three boys. I got a 10-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 7-year-old. So they're, uh, they're my pride and joy. They're actually what keeps the spice of life going for me. Um, let's see, I'm a six-year veteran of the National Guard, four and a half years in Indiana, and a year and a half in Oklahoma. Thank you for your service. Uh, thank you, sir. I, I appreciate it. It was a good experience. Um, met a lot of cool guys, both in Indiana and Oklahoma, and I have more of a bond and connection with the guys in Oklahoma. I, uh, I know all about, about it. My, my father was a 22-year army slash national guard he was full-time national guard when he retired medically oh wow so i know wow. exactly i i know all about what you were going through then oh yeah yeah see now for me i the six years i was in never did deploy um i would have done it but it just didn't work out for me but um at the time when i was married um it just it wasn't it was at the time when i was 30 how old was i think god that would have been 36 yeah i think 36 when i got it yeah so but it just at the time it just um didn't work out to where i need to stay in anymore and uh so then it kind of that's where acting started up so kind of funny how that happened it's a natural transition <laughs> you go from being a soldier to being you know an actor i could see where i could see how that would happen yeah, yeah. Um, which I kind of did one thing before I got. I did one thing before I got out. Yeah, I did one thing before I got out, uh, and then I kind of started falling act a little bit more. But um, yeah, just um, 
did a lot of factory work pretty much as an adult up until, well, this past year. But I did a lot of factory work. So, hence the uh, field artillery and the guard and the factory work didn't help with my hearing for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, when I was married, I also had a lot of selective hearing too, as the wife put it. But. I understand. <laughs> so what you're saying is, with your hearing, you don't you don't know if you're that good a voice actor or not, then, do you? No, no, you know, and I just kind of have to depend on what other people say. And even then, even then, I'm like, I don't know if you're just blowing smoke or something. I, I but, understand uh, that. <laughs> hey, we joked off. Uh, we joked off set. About, I was going to ask you this question. Uh, you're you started as a voice actor. Uh, did you hear the voices, or did you just just work on the voices? <laughs> well, you know, whenever you're kind of downtime by yourself on a job and you're bored. And then you, people start hearing these weird voices, and they're like, "What was that?" And I'm like, "Oh, you heard it too? I thought it was just me." <laughs> I had to get that. I had to clarify that. So, so how? Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Tell what? us, tell our listeners exactly <laughs> like where did it all begin? Like, uh, you were telling me a little bit about a story about you were uh, at a Nissan or Toyota plant. You were doing some work, mm-hmm. and how did how did it how did the whole voice acting thing get started? Well, um, what inspired me actually was a lot younger. Um, growing up and watching people like Rob Williams and um, and different people like that. And then what really inspired me is when I saw the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, which was early 90s. So I would have, God, still been One middle school, high school. Ever. Um, best movies that's ever. what kind of. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, um, I love Robin Williams. So if he inspired you, I know you've got to be good. Yeah, well, I don't know if I'd go completely off for of that, but I'm kind of a humble person, anyways. But I, I appreciate that. Um, so that kind of inspired me. Um, but I, what I started doing is kind of after seeing his like you know in Mrs. Doubtfire, he goes through those different voices. So I just kind of started tinkering with trying to t- change the pitch of my voice a little bit or the way I said something and at first it was so awkward because like god I sound horrible but I enjoyed doing it so much that eventually people would start laughing when I would change my pitch a certain way or or change from sounding like an American to, to whatever you know and so it just kept progressing from there and uh but yeah the story with Toyota I was working at the uh, plant up in Princeton Indiana uh, where I came from um I was working for a contractor and uh, the production line was shut down and the contractor I worked for, um, the the regular Toyota workers were up doing their thing on break. And so I was just kind of bored for a little bit. So I was just down there just kind of, you know, figuring out something to do. So then all of a sudden I just kind of was starting to practice imitation, doing that. And uh, I think one of my coworkers came by and was like, who the hell is that? I was like, oh, it was me. They were like, oh, man, that was funny as hell. I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, so that's where it all began. That was, that's where the inspiration might have started with Robin Williams, but the whole voice acting thing as a career. I mean, at that point, did you think a career? Or were you thinking oh. still a work in progress? Oh, well, at, at that point, um, I knew that it was it wasn't anywhere close to where I could do it uh, for a career. Um, you know, I 
I still haven't fully delved into um, getting a whole lot of voiceover work yet um, because surprisingly it's a, well, no, I guess not surprisingly, it's it's a hard field to get into because there's so many people that can do it. But um, I did actually dream that, uh, that I was like, you know, one of these days I would love to do some voiceover art, you know, work or whatever. And, uh, but at that time, no, I honestly, at the time I was like, eh, I don't know if that's going to happen, you know, because... It was in Indiana, southern Indiana, and there wasn't a whole lot going on there at the time. I understand that. I, I did notice a little research I have did for this episode, talking about voiceover work, that a, a mm-hmm. lot of the actors that like I grew up on, for example, um, that kind of disappeared from the limelight, reappeared doing voiceover work for cartoons and movies and you know animated stuff. And um, so maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe you're going to have to. Uh, you know, uh, make your mark as an as an actual an actual on screen yeah. actor, and then after you've had a pretty productive career, then you can fall into that voiceover work for you know ten or fifteen years while you kind of ride into the sunset. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty it. nice I like plan. The sound of that too. I probably <laughs> I, I probably should be your publicist then. Well, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I got enough going on. I, I don't need to add publicists to the list. All right, so um, yeah, but before we get into new stuff you've got going on or current stuff you've got going on, you got to give us some some voice samples. We we got to hear some stuff, okay? I mean, first of all, who? What was the very first voice that you tried to the point that you said, "I nailed that. I, I've got this one." What what was it? No, um. I tried many things before, and some of them, you know, like my mom would laugh at, but who, I mean, most people's moms will laugh at anything you do. Right, because they try Uh, to make you feel better, yeah. But, yeah, but so the first thing I thought I nailed, um, there's a couple things back in the day I thought I nailed, but now that I'm looking back at it, it's like I really didn't nail that necessarily. But, um, I... I think at one point, which nowadays the, the voice has changed a little bit. I used to do Kermit the Frog really good, um, and it's okay now. But um, but honestly, the the one that I and this was not a long time ago. Actually, this was like a couple years ago that a friend of mine was doing a small YouTube series on uh, just just on his own. It wasn't even anything really big. It didn't really go far. Um, he was doing like a mashup G.I. Joe one to where he took some of the cartoon videos and then dubbed over with uh, uh, a few of us that were doing voice impersonations. And he was looking for somebody that could do Cobra Commander. And so I was like, you know, I've never tried Cobra Commander. So let me uh, give it a shot. And, and I did. And just like that, he was like, that was perfect. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'll do it. But um, so that's one of the ones I just nailed off the bat. Um, you also you said now I'm, you said you're also inspired about some stuff from back in the day. Uh, you even made a couple of Sesame Street references with the Count. Uh, I, I, I heard I listened to some of your work on a website I was telling you about. Um, it had a sample of the Count. It had a sample, of course, of Kermit the Frog. It had a, it had a South Park sample. You didn't let us know that you could do Cartman, so. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. See, see, you do that stuff, and it's recorded, and it's there forever. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Cartman one the Cartman one was okay. Um, but, uh, 
I don't know. It, see, was, can... it was pretty hilarious. It, I made, it made me chuckle. So. Okay, fine. Well, well which, since you let's brought be, that hey, up. Which, let's be uh, honest. All right, all right. Just that voice, anybody, okay. anybody can do that. It's funny. So, so give us, I okay, tell you, just, right, just hit right. us with two or three of your of your samples. I definitely want to hear Cobra okay. Commander for sure, but hit me with a couple right here. So. Okay, I'll save Cobra Commander for last because after that I'll... Sounds good. Okay. Sounds, uh, sounds good. All right. <clears throat> Now it's my chicken pot pot. Now it's my chicken pot pot. And now let's see. Oh, say, boo-boo, where's the picnic baskets that Rachel Smith said we couldn't grab? Yogi, first of all, you can't have those picnic baskets. Boo-boo, those picnic baskets are left around for bears like me that are starving. Uh, let's see. Now, for some of my older yeah, listeners, they just got tickled with that reference. Some of my younger listeners, <laughs> that would be Yogi Bear and his sidekick Boo Boo. You'll have to watch Boomerang uh, Network to be able to catch those episodes. That's right, because he's smarter than the average bear. That's and, the catchphrase, uh, youngsters. Let's see. Yep, yep. And then, uh, let's see. I'm going to go get the cheeseburger. That's one. One cheeseburger. Ah, ah, ah. Two, two cheeseburgers. Ah, ah, ah. Three. Oh no, it's a hamburger. One, one hamburger. Ah, 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 ah. That was a trip back. That was a trip back to my young, my younger years. <laughs> that was, that was kind of cryptic, actually. Uh, thank you, thank you. What, what else you got? You go hit us with Cobra oh, Commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead right, and hit us with it. You know you want to. You probably can remember the whole like dialogue, the whole script that you read from that show. So. Yeah, I kind of I I don't do the one that's from there necessarily, but yeah, I can. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll here we go. Here's hit us with GI Joe reference here, guys. Okay. Uh, greetings from Cobra Commander. Anybody has seen the GI Joes? Bring them to me. Otherwise, I'll send you to death row. Hey, <laughs> that's good stuff, man. I mean, it's even though you can't hear it, that's pretty good stuff. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, um, the the Cobra Commander one. Now, the, the day that I was doing, we did uh, two episodes uh, of that show, and it was like an hour of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I pretty much got, my voice was shot. Again. Say, you couldn't even talk the next day after fun. doing that for that length of time. So, oh, I, got oh, yeah. I have a curiosity question I need you to answer. I've never had a chance sure. to actually talk to anybody directly that does, uh, you know, voices or voiceover stuff. Uh, okay. If, since you're so proficient at doing these different characters and voices, how how easy is it for you to like switch like nationalities or accents like i mean now for example you're from oklahoma well you're from indiana originally but you live in oklahoma city so you don't you probably don't know enough about the deep south to know there's people here that they call rednecks and i've been told i have a bit of a redneck twang myself so um that's not really a that's not a nationality or for some people they consider no. it a nationality but uh, it, it is a pretty solid accent how hard is it mm-hmm. for you to do like different accents or different you know you know voices from different countries have you mm-hmm. worked on any of that kind of what? stuff before actually yeah um let's see um 
if, uh, let's see. <clears throat> Let me see if I can do this correctly. Okay. Well, you see, I come from over in Indiana. It was quite a trip living over there. It was a good old time with everybody and y'all. Uh, first of all, when you come over to Mother Russia, get some vodka with me so we'll get time, you know. It may oh, you sound like a stupid foreigner, but, you know, I'm trying not to be discriminating against any of that. Uh, come over into the Caribbean, man. We're going to go for a good time over there. I come from over there at a good time. Ah, first of all, you shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Y'all are just some strange people over here that just need to go on your own neighborhood, but that's all right. You put the super twang in the, in the country, and uh, and the and the <laughs> Russian accent kind of took me to that episode in Armageddon when they, they actually docked with the Russian astronaut at uh, at the space station. You sounded just like that guy. <laughs> So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what that guy's name is, but if he can't, you know, fulfill his acting uh, duties, you could fill in far admirably. Well, it's very much appreciated. I appreciate it very much. That's pretty solid. So, uh, what you got? Any any new stuff you're working on? Or are you concentrating mainly just on the on-screen stuff now? Um. Yeah, actually, there is uh, a couple projects that. One recently, I just finished up my shooting for it's still it's still uh, the production hasn't wrapped yet because of the Corona virus, the COVID nineteen. Um, that one is called Honey Jessica. It's uh, basically supernatural kind of action slash a little bit mix of everything. Um, the fans of the True Blood series that came out, I think, are going to really get a kick out of this because it has a mix of you know, vampires, werewolves, and then uh, it's just got some regular people involved, and it's all about a small town in Oklahoma um, that that the, all these people reside in, and people also coming in from out of town too. Okay, and that's now when you said you just wrapped on that, so once you'll you'll have uh, you'll be able to provide me some information I can give my listeners for them to tune in to be late. Now, what, what's who's going to release that? Well. Um, I, the, my director still is in talks with uh, different streaming services to see um, basically who um, who'd be able to actually um, send this out onto their their stream. Um, she's talking with a little bit everybody with Netflix, with Hulu, even with HBO or different ones like that. So right now that's up in the air. But she basically had said it should be November when it comes out. Um, and the production company is. Ramon Martin Film Productions, okay. and they're actually the ones making it. Um, and that's R A M A N is how that's spelled. Like ramen noodles. So easy to remember. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, so there's that one. You just um, finished that project. A it's a wrap. It's done. It's right. in the can. It's it's ready. So what uh, what were you working on just previous to that, or are you currently working on something? Do you have a project going right now? Um, there's actually, um, there's a couple projects that, um, most of the stuff that I've done, I've already completed, you know, like I said, there's other actors on the, the Honey Jessica that still got to film their stuff. So okay. they're almost done with production on that. Um, there's, uh, some projects coming up that haven't started yet that we're supposed to, but because of all this going on, um, there's a fan film that I recently got cast on, uh, and it's called Freddy versus Jason Dreamscape. And what that is, it's going back to when Freddie and Jason are still in hell. And somehow Jason is brought back to life and 
one of my characters is partially responsible for that. Um, it's basically a backwards idiot. You're, um, you're the lightning rod guy <laughs> off the... Tell me you're not the lightning rod guy. Yeah, are you familiar no, with no. how they... Because I know one of the ways they brought him back in that whole movie, it, it seemed like those Jason movies went on forever. They, he actually yeah. rammed a, like a metal rod into his heart to kill him and like lightning struck it or I don't remember exactly he was shot that, back to life so I, yeah that that was uh, that was number Jason Lives number six Jason that was Tom Lives, Jarvis yeah, that's, that's an adult who brought him I'd, back trying to kill him in the grave it was about, uh, it felt like no, there was about ten of them so that's why I was asking <laughs> <laughs> no this one um, my character actually isn't the physically the one responsible he's part of uh, him and another guy um, but he does kind of mess with, you know, Jason's stuff. But, um, no, um, my, my character isn't the one that actually basically brings him back, but he's kind of partially responsible. Okay. So that, uh, and that's called, it's what's gonna the, be what's like the a, name of that? What? What's that? Freddy, Freddy versus Jason Dreamscape is what it's called. Yes. Uh, okay. and it's a fan film. So it's, it's got a lot of, uh, there's a couple of uh, talent from Oklahoma. There's talent from all over the place. And it's actually being filmed in, uh, uh, I believe if I'm correct on this, I hope uh, Blake Best is actually the executive producer. He's, uh, he's wrote books. He wrote the origin story for Freddy called Razor's Edge. I thought, um, I, I thought in that information you sent me, that was true. I, I actually read a, a large portion of the book you're talking about. It is amazing. I mm-hmm. wish that could have made it to the screen for the Freddy story because... Well, uh, it would have been beyond here, amazing. Well, here's here's what's happening with that. Um, eventually, the the writer of the script for uh, Freddy vs. Jason, the one the fan film I'm going to be on, uh, Dreamscape, he actually is going to write a script based at which Blake's going to help him with that for Razor's Edge, and so there's going to be a fan film that comes out about that. Oh, and, so it'll be an actually like an origins movie for the Freddy character. Yes, and oh my God, I read that too. And since I'm involved with this, uh, when I what's funny is they I was hearing about the auditions for the Freddy vs. Jason here, and I had contacted the executive producer and the director. The director is a guy named Cody Huskins. He actually is playing Jason in this. Okay. Um, I I contacted him. And and I was like, yo, hey, I really be, I really would like to see if you have anything available still. And they were like, okay, we have these two roles still open. Uh, it was two guys that kind of helped bring back Jason. So I sent an audition in for both parts, and they loved they they loved my audition so much because I was able to just naturally just bring out the the idiotness of these guys and the drinking and where I look like I was drunk that. Um, they gave me the larger role i guess the one that gets more screen time basically okay and and so but because that too um that i don't know what role i'll be in uh in some of the future projects doing but uh basically i'll probably have a role in that razor's edge somewhere sure um well that'd be amazing but when that happens i need to get you back on here so you can kind of give me the inside skinny on that because like i said that book if they can get it i understand movies never get close to the book but with all the new technology and all they have that they didn't have with the original freddy you know franchise Mm -hmm. it it would be amazing yeah and they actually are involving uh i believe one of the masks that was used 
um, somewhere back in one of the original films. I don't. Blake knows all about that, but they're doing that up. They're doing cosmetic stuff on it, and they're fitting it to the guy that's playing Freddy in this, uh, which his name is Joshua Adams. Okay. Um, and so he'll he's going to look. I mean, it's it, you're going to be questioning because it it'll look as close to Robert England as Freddy as anybody else could. So it's it's going to be really cool to see. Um, uh, they are also throwing a. Uh, they have an Indigo campaign that they are also holding right now for that to raise funds for it since it's a fan film. So I think I will get you the info on that for sure. Okay. The link. Yeah, because I would like because uh, because when this episode actually airs, uh, I'd like to have that information to put in the episode notes to sure. where the listeners can actually you know check this all this information out. So I, I could be wrong. Is this the your first lead? Like, are you? This is the first. Uh, project you've been involved with it you were actually the lead uh, role or have you had previous lead roles maybe you're an old pro at this I've only had uh, I was a lead in one project before this uh, and this was back in 2017 and it was for anybody who doesn't know um, and it's not I don't want to say every state but uh, at least once a year, most states that I know of that, that do these projects, it's called a 48-hour film uh, uh, contest or 48-hour uh, film festival that they hold. But uh, it's 48-hour film competition, and um, basically what it is, and it's usually summertime for Oklahoma. Uh, groups that want to compete, they sign up and they pay a fee, whatever. And so on a Friday, they all meet up and they get certain criteria that they have to meet, like. Uh, a certain theme that they draw out uh, but everybody ends up getting you have to use a prop and everybody has to use the same prop uh, everybody has to have a certain name for a character and it's usually you don't have to be a lead it can be a whatever and uh, and then they have to say a certain phrase and so they get that criteria but then they draw out like uh, if it's like a I don't know like a horror or a drama or a comedy uh, or it's a silent film or something like that and so they get that on a friday and so once they get that they go to work on writing the script and then once they get done writing the script then of course they you know everybody that's on the team actors crew whatever then they get the script to the 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 actors and then they film it and they edit it and it all has to be turned in by that sunday so four to eight hours and um so the first year i was on it I was the lead in that one, which, you know, it. we had a lot of struggles that year. Um, we kind of had to throw stuff together. The, the film itself could have turned out a little bit better. I mean, it was still it was still okay, but uh, it wasn't the best that I was in. But um, I was the lead in that, which I played a cop in that. That one was called In to Watch. Uh, and basically, it was kind of like a flashback sequence to where it started at the end kind of went back in the beginning a little bit and then came back to the very end. Uh, it was a good one. It was very emotionally driven. Um, that one challenged me because there was a part in there where I had to break down and I managed to, don't know how I did this. I think it's because I, I was picturing my kids and, and my wife at the time and everything else about losing them and I made myself cry on camera. and. The directors actually were like, oh my God, you like just, it, I about teared up seeing you. I'm like, I was like, I, it took me about an hour afterwards to be able to come out of that. Um, so 
I have had a little experience. So you took yourself to a level of emotion that even wowed the directors and the producers and everybody around you. You didn't just use the old cheat where they take the onion and they rub it on their fingers and they rub it on their eyes. You didn't do that, huh? You actually, no. What you're saying is you went to that place is what you did. Yes. Oh. Yes. You're you're a regular Tom Cruise, man. I I think you're going to be fantastic on these new projects you got going. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch some of this stuff, especially Aww, if, you, well, if you land if you that. land the, the the Razor's Edge. Oh, if you land that project, I might have to come in person and watch some of that stuff being filmed. Quite a bit. Uh, what you have a you have any future projects that you're already on the horizon that you see? You know, like you're you're in initial talks with anybody? Um, there's. There is um, there is a director that um, that I've talked to um, that he would like me on some of his future projects. Nothing that's set in stone yet, because obviously you know things can change. Uh, there's a, a director and he owns a f- uh, film studio called Angry Troll Studios, and he's got some a project right now. He's going to get ready to work on that. I can't name the stars on it. Um, it's on IMDb though. Because that uh, would be can't... name dropping, and we don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I, no, understand. no, no, no. I understand. So, but, um, uh, wow. But okay. He's, he's, he's got some. He's got some bigger name actors that are on this next project, but he's uh, wanting to bring me on to some future projects. So there's some stuff lining up that uh, definitely is looking promising. If we can just get this pandemic behind us, you will be so busy you won't even be able to slow down to give another interview. <laughs> well, I, I definitely will always make time to, to be on a podcast like yours and everything else. Well, that I, won't be a I problem appreciate at all. that. Like I said, now that I know you're the next Tom Cruise, I'm glad I got you now before you you, know, <laughs> you mission impossible you know, mission impossible and then you know you'd be untouchable at that point for an interview, so but like I said, I, I do appreciate God. it. Look, man, you have uh, you've covered quite a bit. Or we've covered. That's man. It sounds like you have got a lot going on. Uh, that's why I am uh, very impressed that you took time out of your busy schedule, even though the pandemic has helped me a little bit with this situation because you're kind of, you know, stuck in Oklahoma City for now. But I do appreciate you coming <laughs> on. Um, I'm glad that we didn't uh, we didn't waste a lot of time on the old voiceover stuff now like i said now i know you're the next time cruise you know voiceover stuff we've already set your plot you're going to be a big star on the screen and then the last 10 or 15 years you'll do some voiceover stuff and you know you got plenty of time to be morgan freeman plenty of time or um or hey i i'll follow like i said that's what mark hamill did and he still does he uh he took a break from i think the mainstream acting to do voiceover work because he yeah. did he did the Joker. He still does the Joker, um, and he still. But he's he's more acting now, actually on screen now too. So I'd love to mix it up like he does too. You I'm know, just glad we I mean, went ahead and got your career. I'm glad we went ahead and got your career path lined up for you. Now you know exactly how it's going to play out. Exactly, See? No and stress. I I love no that stress. career path. I love how that. There you go. <laughs> hey, anytime I can help you out with that, you call me. We'll, we'll I'll get you lined up. Okay. I appreciate that, sir. Uh, I really really sounds, do. Sounds good. Well, I am. Uh, I'm. We. We look like we found an end. Uh, looks like a perfect spot. I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, let my listeners know exactly how they can get in contact with you. Uh, you know, 
you, you, you've got fans out there that you don't even know about. You probably made some new fans today. So how can they get in touch with you? You're on all forms of social media. Um, what, how, how, how can we get in touch with you if, if they're trying to reach out to you? Okay. Uh, I'm only on um, two of the social media platforms. I never really found time to do Twitter, but I am on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Facebook, uh, I am under, um, it's Dale A. Niehouse. Uh, real easy to look up. You'll see my bald-looking head on there. Because there's, there's actually, my dad is also on there, but he's under Dale Niehouse just by himself. I had to change it up because when you typed in the Dale Niehouse, it brought up my old man and me. But my Dale man's got a fully gray beard and full gray head of hair. So, you know, that, that's what He looks very <laughs> distinguished is the word you're looking for. What's that? He looks very distinguished. Oh, my dad? See, the full beard and the, and the, and the, the gray hair, that's, that's distinguished is what that's called. It, it is. And uh, he's actually a local uh, blues musician in Evansville. Just kind of, he kind of doesn't do it as much as he did, but he, he's been playing since he was in his early 20s. Actually, teens, since he was a teenager. Um, but, and then Instagram, um, the tagline on there, my, my name on there is really, it's different, but I, I love the sound of it. And I'll tell you why in a second. Um, okay. It's uh, helping others is the greatest. And there's a reason behind that. Um, I was on Instagram. I was just going to put my name, but then I was like, you know, I want to put something on there that has special meaning. And, and the reason I put that is because that's my uh, motto. That's my moral of life, how I like to live, because I truly believe that helping others is the greatest. Because if I can go out of my way to help, uh, especially where I'm at now, if I can help a, a student filmmaker or an actor that's coming up to be able to get uh, to a point to where they're able to meet others, they'll be getting to, to the industry. That brings me the greatest joy because I remember when I first started and how how scary, how frustrating and how, how it could be so negative because of all the rejection. And so I just honestly, helping others is the greatest. So that's what I go by. That's, that's a beautiful mindset. And I love the message behind you. your actual handle. I want to once again thank Dale for being here. And as always, Wally out. Hey guys, join me, William Wally, every Tuesday and Friday as I share my thoughts and have engaging discussions with various guests, tackling all types of topics. From religion, politics, sports, social media, and also current events, and everyday observations from my very own life. Just a small town guy with some big time opinions. Love me or hate me, but you will want to listen in weekly on the podcast, World of Wallet.